Here we go. Welcome to the Bagland Podcast. Thanks everybody for tuning in tonight. Let's get this started off correctly, all right? Let's get this started off correctly. Now, I'm hearing reports here. We're going to start off with a little bit of politics, right? And I'm hearing some reports coming out here that Republican Georgia Governor Brian Kemp looks like he's going to be winning another term, defeating Tank Abrams. All right. And we're also hearing old poverty pimp church preacher Warnock might be losing to Plantation Walker. Now, the very fact that Warnock can't just wash Walker, I mean, we're talking about somebody that hasn't even mastered the English language. And you can't beat this nigga? But there's a lot of problems people are having. The Democrats are really, really having a lot of problems with the black vote. And I'm going to show you why. I'm going to show, I'm going to show you why here. Here's a few different reasons. All right. Here's the first reason. So I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm going to do something that's only going to benefit black people. No, that's the first reason. Here's the next reason. Uh, I won't mention where I was going, but where I was going, I knew I was not going to be able to find the kind of greens there that I could get here. And so, yes, that was me in my suit and heels walking through Charleston International Airport carrying two big plastic bags full of fresh South Carolina collard greens. That's the next one. And last but not least, well, it won't be last, but here's another reason why they're losing. Negroes like this. I know who I am. First of all, I'm Roland Martin. I'm a man. Okay. I'm a man. Do you first. identify as a black man? Oh, first of all, I identify as a man. Okay. Well, we have black men that when a race soldier asked him, hey, are you black? You say, well, I'm a man, I'm a man. Uh, can't follow niggas like that either. You can't do that. And here's another, re- here's yet another reason. I want to play this too. Teslin went, went, got some work in on these folks. All it's right, okay. hold I'm on. here to help you get it. Uh, number one Hold on Here's the other reason Why a lot of black men Really didn't come out much For candidacy I don't get it You know that's okay I'm here to help you get it 
Uh, number one, over 40 million people have already voted. Uh, Georgia has had record turnout. Uh, they would have you believe that no black men at all uh, have voted, and that's just simply not true. So rather than saying, I blame you, how about they say, I will do better? Blaming black voters or blaming black men is no different than blaming the person that got cheated on in the relationship. Perhaps if you just cooked more, I wouldn't have cheated. <laughs> At the end of the day, it is about who is trying to engage these voters and if they failed. And I want to give you this example, just bear with me quickly. David Axelrod, a white man, a top Democrat, uh, Obama's go-to person, said the other day very clearly that Democrats have failed in their economic message. Nobody is saying that he's spreading misinformation. He said that they are not reaching out the way that they should. Hillary Rosen also said the same thing, which is a top Democrat strategist. No one is telling them, oh, well, you know, you're just spreading misinformation or you don't know what you're doing. And I have to say this to progressives as well. They also do this racist trope and they call it uh, misinformed voters, low education, uh, low information voters when they don't get their way. It is basically a racist trope that says that black men are lazy, that they're not involved, and it is flat out a lie. And let's talk about targeting voters. Stacey Abrams said they're being targeted for misinformation. Well, guess who's being targeted for actual engagement? The Hispanic community. Now, before she goes along, they try to hit you with this old misinformation, misinformation, misinformation. Niggas is not misinformed. I'm a very informed black man. I'm not interested in black baby butchering collard greens. No, not interested in the collard greens, not interested in your newest dance. I'm just not interested. I'm not interested in fried chicken songs. No voting, no fucking. Not interested in interracial sexual access. There, there's nothing you could throw at me that wants me to come out and vote outside of tangibles. An anti-black crime bill and reparations for foundational blacks. Those the aboriginals that built this country. I'm not interested in nothing else. So I'm, I'm not misinformed. I just don't want collard greens. I, I don't want this. So I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm going to do something that's only going to benefit black people. No, I know I'm not interested in that. Why would I be interested in that? I have no interest at all, but, but listen to this, listen to what she says on this piece by the GOP has strategically been targeted with over 30 plus diversity centers with over 20 plus uh, strategically in Latino communities, brick and mortar that says, hey, come on in. We want to tell you about the Republican Party. And so the response to that from Democrats was, hey, well, we're doing advertisements. So rather than blaming black men, why don't you ask the Democrat Party, why is it that they have not engaged black men or black women? Because we do vote together, by the way, and talk about because of collard greens. This is asking a great question because of collard greens. They think they could get us out here for a vote because of collard greens and, and the Republican boogeyman. Well, if the Republicans come in, you know, the sky's going to fall. You, they're going to, they're going to cut out SSI reparations check. They, they going to cut a bunch of services out. It's going to force you to get out, you know, to get out there and be a man. If you a lazy ass nigga sitting in, sitting on, sitting there on Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis, laying up with some broad. No, nah, they're, they're going to cut all that out. Oh, the boogeyman, the boogeyman, the boogeyman. Oh, well, if this happens. This is going to happen. And this ain't nothing going to happen. The same thing that's been going on is going to happen. That's all that's going to happen. 
But see, what they want to do is they want to shame you into a vote. They don't want to shame you into owning an LLC. They don't want to shame you into a business. Hey, vote for killing your baby. Vote for giving up your gun rights. Vote for that. No voting, no fucking, no. So I'm not going to sit here and say I'm going to do something that's only going to benefit black. Yeah. Collard greens. Picking any plantation politics. Picking any plantation politics. And and, and Tank Abrams. Tank Abrams is going to lose because of it. The black boogeyman, the black brutes on on, on his way. They're going to start blaming all the black men. Oh, you you nappy-headed Negroes, you should have went out and voted. No. Not interested in Kyler Green. I'm not interested. Let's get our music going. about an economic uh, uh, policy that we would adhere to. And so it's a lie. It is a racist trope. It is something that is designed to blame and beat black men with a public scalding when they don't get their damn way. And, and it has to stop. And I also blame these black pundits who are running with this as well. Misinformation is very strategic. They're not confused. You know, black men, I just went to a reparations rally on Saturday. Thousands of people showed up, more so black men. And they showed up with less than a two-week notice, with no rapper as a headline, with no uh, political party that pushed it, with no political official that pushed it. With less than two weeks, Bree, I've seen political elected officials that can't get 50 people in the room at best. So mm. black men are engaged, but they may not be engaged and they may not be feeling you. The first thing is actually dating somebody, then engaging, and then asking them to get married. Black men are engaged, they just ain't feeling you. So mm. what do you have to do? Come back to the table and say, how can I bring you on? But also don't discredit black men who vote Democrat. But also understand, guess what? Black men are also conservative. And that's just something I'm going to have to deal with. Mm. But why is it? Let let me ask you this. Yeah. There you go. Tesla Figaro. She go hard. You know, you you don't just get to knock us around. You don't, you don't just get to push us around the plantation and just tell us, well, you know, you know, you got to go put in your, your bids for cornbread and this, that, and the third. No, you don't, you don't get to do that. You don't get to do that. You got to give us something for our vote. The Republican boogeyman, that's not going to work. That's definitely not going to work. And see, now listen to this. There's a lot of topics. I'm going to be cutting through it. I'm going to be cutting through it. Here's another reason why niggas ain't come out to vote. The Biden administration agreed with 85% of what you had in there. Um, What didn't they agree with? I guess 85% because they didn't, I still haven't spoken to them Uh. about it. So, no, they haven't done anything to act on it. You know, I've had a one or two, one conversation with uh, an assistant to the president, but no talk with the president um, and, you know, no no other movement. So we're still working though. We're still, like I said, working behind the scenes. We have- Now all you black Biden butt kissers, all you old picking any plantation politic Negroes, 
crying and whining and carrying on was getting mad at Ice Cube because Ice Cube was trying to get us some tangibles and some reparations. He was working with Dr. Claude Anderson. He sat down with both parties. It is policy over party. What is your policies? Like homie Rashad told me, he said, man, you should be able to walk in a room, close your eyes, and not ask the person what party they're in. <coughs> you should be able to ask, what is your policy, ma'am or sir? What is your policy? What is your public policy? How is that going to help my people out? And then you cast your ballot. Negroes want to just go to the polls and see they haven't had enough black people to drink Jim Jones Kool-Aid. Niggas ain't got suicide souffle mixes and they're not happy about that. You see, that's another reason. Now, listen to this. This is from Politico. Abrams campaign chair collected millions in legal fees from voting rights organization. Fair fight action. The nonprofit founded by tank Abrams sitting up there looking like a big barbecue biscuit side. Paid her close friend and allies law firm 9.4 million in 2019 to 2020 with two more years of billing yet to be disclosed. So she's lying. She's lining her stomach and her pockets. Her voting rights organization spent more than 25 million over two years on legal fees. I bet you just like this black, black lives matter organization scam. I guarantee you guys within the next few years, you're going to see something. Now listen to this. They spent more than $25 million over two years on legal fees on a single case with the largest amount going to a self-described boutique law firm of the candidates campaign chairwoman, Allegra Lawrence Hardy Adams, close friend, who chaired her gubernatorial campaign both in 2018 and her current bid to unseat Governor Brian Kemp, which ain't going to work tonight, is one of two name partners and Lawrence and Bundy, a small firm of fewer than two dozen employees, two dozen uh, attorneys. The firm received $9 million in 2019. All right. Fair fight. Now, this is her I'm seeing here, student at Spelman, discussing her activism with students for African-American empowerment in an interview in 1992. I'm seeing a picture here. Oh, she done had a lot of biscuits since there. Allegra Lawrence Hardy was at the forefront combating some of voter suppression and all this. Yeah. telling you you got to watch these folks you got so i'm not gonna sit here and say i'm gonna do something that's only gonna benefit black people no yeah you gotta watch these niggas man you gotta watch them you really do and see this is they doing this too they 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 doing this too. Let me let me get some more footage. Listen to this. You're gonna come here to this facility starting tomorrow. When a single adult man, 
You're going to come here to this facility starting tomorrow. When migrants first walk in after intake, they will see a recreational room set up with rows of couches, TVs, Xboxes, and board games. There will also be a phone bank so migrants can connect with family in order to find more permanent housing. Look at all them phones. Look at them brand new Cisco IP videos, them, 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 them Cisco voice over internet protocol phones. Them phones look shiny as hell. Them phones about four, five hundred dollars a piece. Xboxes, food, drinks. The meals are culturally appropriate. It's South American fare. Do you hear that? Niggas, black folks up here under here sleeping under a bus. We under can do that bridge. 24 hours, maybe even less. Many times, it's going to take longer than that. It could take days. Next, there is a cafeteria that will provide migrants with three meals a day, and snacks, coffee, and tea will be available 24-7. Those meals are all culturally appropriate. It is uh, South American fare. The menu rotates on a regular basis. For a single adult man, you're going to come here to this. There you go. That That's what you're getting in. But... So I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm going to do something that's only going to benefit black people. No. Yeah. There you go. There you go. See, we get told what we can't get. That That's what we get told. We get told what we can't get. Now listen to this nigga. This is another reason why they leave, why they, why they're hey, losing. You've got your plan and, and you voted. You've got to help your friends and your family. Like, Hold on. Get this nigga bullshitting. My, my cousin Pookie. Sometimes he forgets stuff. No, Pookie. My cousin Pookie. That's that little backhand slide, little jive turkey ass talk that this nigga be talking when he gets in front of black folk. You understand? You see? That, that's... So I'm not going to sit here and say I'm going to do something. Yeah. That's another reason why the Democrats are losing... That's another reason why these niggas is losing shit like that. Now they don't want people like this to be talking. Listen to this black community because we are out of order and we can make up all of this in the black community, in the black community, because we are out of order and we can make up all of this stuff. That sounds good. I'm from a single parent home and I'm not somewhere cracked out in the street selling my body. However, that is not ideal. It would have been better for me to be in God's order to have a mother and a father to raise me. And that's just what it is. You know, the effect that it's had, we've had women for generations now saying that they don't need a man and we have boys that don't want to be one. See? 
They don't want to have conversations like that. You know, see, you don't have to, I, I really don't care what party it is, but when they say, okay, well, conservative, liberal, a lot of black people are naturally conservative minded. You know, when it comes to not necessarily leaning towards uh, the right wing ideologies of white conservatives, no. But what she's saying is, hey, she said the natural order of things. I mean, how could you really argue with that? That That's not something you can really argue with. Why, why would you argue with that? If you look at Tulsa, if you look at all of these places where, where black folks were doing pretty well, you know, you had black families. If you look at pictures in the early 1900s and stuff like that, you had black families. You had black families together. You had, you had order. Even though they had to build their own, um, keep safe from the white supremacists, even fresh out of slavery. When you look at those pictures, you see black families. You don't really see a lot of single mothers. You don't really see a lot of the shit from the 60s and the 70s. You don't really see that. You know? Now, now listen to this. Listen to this. Even during this time, you had black families. Time, South Carolina had a practice by which, uh, well, it was known as the diploma privilege. If you had graduated from a law school in South Carolina, you didn't have to take the state bar examination. You were admitted under what became popularly known as the diploma privilege. Um, now, when, when the law school at South Carolina State was created, uh, the officials decided, well, look, we've got to do something about this, this diploma, diploma privilege. And so they uh, persuaded the legislature to, to enact a law requiring the taking, the passing of the bar examination by all law school graduates. And so I tell, I tell uh, young people, anybody who has graduated since 1951, uh, that you, if you had to take the bar examination, you can, of course, blame me. <laughs> there you have it. Yet and still, so he's describing in South Carolina that you didn't have to pass the bar to practice law until black Americans started graduating from law schools. Foundational black Americans. Wasn't immigrants. You see? So I, I just I just wanted to pass that off. You see what I'm saying? But then you hear talk like this. Not only for the individuals that will directly be impacted by that decision, but what it means in terms of a trajectory that we are apparently on, that is about regression, not progress. Yeah, Madam Vice President, I just wanna stay with you on that point for a minute because you have been talking to the American people 
about the relationship between what has happened uh, on the other side of, of, of this Supreme Court decision and the relationship between that freedom and the erosion of rights in this country. Why is it important for you to really make that connection for people? What is it that you want people to understand about what that connection is? Um, there's a pattern here. So I happen to love Venn diagrams. Now, what they went and got... This is this is Collard Green Kamala on BT Networks. Now they're talking about black baby butchering, of course. Now they think that that is one. They're not talking about black women being pregnant and losing their lives on the cutting board when trying to safely bring a life into the world. They're not talking about that. They're not talking about these white supremacist nurses. They're not talking about the medical system in which black women die at a higher rate, but they are talking about how you can kill your children. That seems to be the number one. Oh, voting suppression, climate change, black baby butchering. Oh, Margaret Sanger didn't have anything to do with Planned Parenthood, all of that. And here you have a woman that ain't got no kids that can't even get pregnant sitting up here. And they put this, they put this one, they put this sister up here. She got blonde hair, of course. So, you know, how they had to throw her up on there. You know, those three circles. So I I brought props. (laughs) I just have two. So bear with me. Lord. Venn diagram. Oh, when you hear that diabolical, when you hear that Cruella DeVille laugh, nigga. When you hear that Cruella DeVille laugh, you already know where that's going to go. When you hear that Cruella DeVille laugh, you, you know that when you hear that malicious laugh, you know where that's going. I asked my team, tell me from which states are we seeing attacks on individual freedoms as it relates to reproductive choice? From which states are we seeing attacks on freedom as it relates to the right to vote? From which states are we seeing a t- the right to vote? So the states that now the states that they're probably talking about is what the states is which they would refer to as maybe the Bible Belt, maybe they're looking at Texas. They're looking at a lot of southern states, and they talking about the right to vote. See, you you see that little that that little three trick Monty she did. Right to vote, abortion, all of this, where you can't vote, and all this kind of stuff. What she didn't say is. Your police forces been smoking niggas in a lot of northern states. See? So you gotta keep in mind. We 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 have to keep in mind who their audience is. The audience is is your hood rats, your bushikas, your dusty dudes. Cause it's going to be a bunch of dusty ass dudes just sitting up in that audience. Like, yeah, well, you know, if I fuck one of these females, I mean, here, I, we can just go kill, kill the baby. I don't want to be responsible for that. We could get, we could get pookie as Obama said, we could get pookie. So it's a bunch of pookies in there. All right. So they could do that. So 
that's what they did. They wheeled her out. Now this, now think about this. this happened. Me and my wife was watching this the other day. And they said it's joined by the 19 news editor at large, Aaron Haynes and actress, DeWanda wise at Howard university. Now Howard university, keep in mind, this was the same university that gave Dr. Francis crest welding hell because she foresaw what was happening with all of these little buck broken dudes. She foresaw that happening. She wrote this in, uh, in the ISIS papers. The color crest theory. She wrote this over a decade, well over a decade, a few decades ago. She wrote this, I believe it was 1974 when she wrote this and Howard university, they, they kicked her out. So now you got niggas like Charles Barkley and Shannon Sharp, some burly ass broken bucks, just big burly and broken. And they got Queen James on there. Oh yeah, we getting on you too, LeBron. Leading y'all niggas around like puppets. Hey, I remember that progressive insurance with the wig, nigga. Charles, Burley, 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 Barkley, Burley, Barkley. An old Buckeye Shaq. Yeah, got to talk about you niggas tonight too. You see, that's Howard University. Give you a little backdrop on that. So they they sitting up in here in Howard University, not telling black women, hey, you know what? You need a husband. You need a nuclear family. No, they're telling you, well, just go kill your baby. You don't need no reparations. You don't need no tangibles. You just need a college degree so you could be strong and strong and independent. I, you know what? I. We, we got to bring a, we got to bring a, a familiar instrumental. It, it would only be right. It would only be right, right? Yeah. Tax on freedom to marry the person you love. Oh. And you would not be surprised to see there is an intersection. Free to marry the person you love. They're not talking about black families. They're talking about intersectionality. All of that garbage they're talking about feminism doesn't work. Ask Ukraine. That's what they're talking about. They're not talking about black folks getting their house in order. See what's at play. See what's at play. But here's the other thing that this tells us also. Not only to see what is happening and see the constellation of it all, right? What are these individual things? Described. Let's move on. In a way that really seems personal. Why is that? You know, uh, um, you know this, Aaron. Uh, my mother raised me and my sister. My mother had two goals in her life. College Greens. To raise her two daughters. So I'm not going to sit here and say I'm... And to end breast cancer. So my so mother was a cancer say, researcher. I'm going to do something that's only going to be... One of the very few women, and certainly one of the very few women of color. Yeah. Oh. And oh, here we go. Yeah, that was coming. Oh, she started dancing around this. Time of my life, I remember my mother fighting for the dignity of women in the healthcare system. 
knowing that, and I became aware at a very early age that that can't be taken for granted. Um, I think we'll talk at some point about maternal health and maternal mortality. I was aware at my earliest ages that black women, women of color are treated differently in the healthcare system. You see how quick she's doing the women of color. They always got a bundle. What's up? Shout out to my nigga Simba Ali from the North Star Podcast, man. Shout out to that nigga. Now they always try to bundle us up, man. They want to bundle us up like a Super Nintendo. You remember the Super Nintendo bundle, nigga? The Super Nintendo bundle. It came with Super Mario World. They called it a bundle. It was like $129.99. That odd-ass little number, $129.99. At Funko Land. They want to bundle niggas up. Every time they bring up something black, they have to bundle up people of color. As if black women ain't the main people dying in these damn hospitals. So they say, you know what? Don't have a baby. Just butcher it. Women are not taken seriously in the healthcare system. And so it is something that, that has been oh, part geez. of how, what can they do to respond? Well, as it relates specifically to the Dobbs decision, Justice Clarence Thomas said the quiet part out loud. In his concurring opinion, so as part of the opinion, he said, well, his interpretation of the Constitution suggests that what also is at risk is your right to contraception, your right to marry the person you love. And understand- they keep throwing this LG lettuce, bacon, and tomato 5,000 in there. They keep throwing the LGBT in there. Why, Kamala? See, and again, you can't trust no Negro that doesn't have kids. She has no interest in having children. She's too old, number one, so she wouldn't be able to have children to be able to abort. But here you are lecturing everyone else about not having potential doctors, lawyers, black engineers, carpenters, architects, artists. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's ridiculous. This is the person now, if a woman gets raped or something like that, or if it's like a real serious, serious health condition, you know, okay, I... I think there's a little leeway for that. But what they're basically saying is, and listen to this, this, this is even worse. This is another reason why they're not up. See, I'm really getting on. Okay. Hold on. Now this is another, now this, hold on. Where's this four months ago? Wait a minute. Oh, th- this right here. Joining us now, the Democratic nominee for governor of Georgia, Stacey Abrams. It's great. Forced to carry unwanted pregnancies, end up in poverty within five. They're four times more likely to be impoverished in five years. They're twice as likely to be on food stamps. This is an economic issue, and it's being. Now, this nigga, there ain't nobody trying to get pregnant, is trying to say that it's an economic issue. Now, when have they ever said this to black women? When have they ever told black women, well, you know, 
butcher your baby because you ain't got no money. When have they ever told him that? Ain't nobody trying to get Stacey Abrams, Tank Abrams pregnant. Hold on, let's check the polls. Let me check the new black media. I want to check and see. All right. All right, let's see. Because, see, you know, quiet is kept. You know, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I want the Dems to fall. I'm going to tell you why. Because what this is going to do is this is going to fire all them bootlicking ass niggas. All them boule, bougie, bootlicking ass, bad and bougie Negroes. These buck, broken, burly, bad and bougie Negroes. Got to say that three times twice. These buck, broken, burly, bad and bougie boule Negroes from the Piccaninny Plantation Politic Farm. I want them niggas to fall. They're going to lose their job. Like Tiffany Cross Eyes, they're going to lose their job. It's not that I cheer anybody black losing their job, but the thing is, when you go against the code and you go against the family, you ain't one of us no more. You ain't one of us no more. Hold on, let's let, let, let let's check the let's check the stats. All right. Josh Shapiro is beating Confederate cosplayer Doug Mertriano in Pennsylvania's governor's race. And, and best of all, Shapiro didn't have to promise black voters a thing in order to win. So Josh Shapiro, Democrat, he won, looks like in Pennsylvania. NBC has announced that, that Kemp is beating the Abram, Tank Abrams again. I'm looking at Professor Black Truth's tweet. Only, oh, if only Tiffany Cross-Eyes hadn't gotten herself canned from MSNBC, we could hear her fume and rage. We'll just have to settle for Joy Reid's slick shots at us instead. Yeah. Yeah, so Governor Kemp. Okay. Now, what's up with Plantation Walker? Plantation Walker. Come on, come on, Herschel. Come on, Muffle Mouth Herschel. I'm, uh, you know. <laughs> mention where I was going, but where I was going, I knew I was not going to be able to find the kind of greens there. <laughs> oh, Herschel. Will, you know. What time is it, Herschel? What time is it? Well, you know, it says 8 p.m. on my clock, but it could be 8.30. But, you know, 8.30 is still considered to be 8 o'clock, but, uh, Hold on, let me check my clock again. Yeah, <laughs> I might have to enjoy that for the next couple of years, rather than just picking any, not picking any, uh, this uh, 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 what they call this, um, uh, the Deacon, Darkwing Duck Deacon, Deacon Darkwing Duck, Duck a question. That nigga be ducking questions. Poverty pimp. On the Piccaninny Plantation Politic Farm. Poverty Pimp Warnock. You owe that nigga $30, man. I'm telling you, he gonna kick you out. And listen to this nigga. Listen to this wide nigga. This wide linebacker nigga here. Being reduced to this culture conversation. We know that for families that have faced the issue of inflation, they care about housing prices. They care about whether they can afford to go to a doctor. That's why I'm fighting for Medicaid expansion in Georgia. 
and why we're having conversations about a governor who makes his money in real estate and will not spend $400 million in eviction rental assistance to keep people in their homes. And so it's important that we reduce these conversations, not to these. Oh, you're bought and paid for too, Tank Abrams. Abrams Tank. You're bought and paid for too. M1 Abrams. <laughs> uh, I won't mention where I was going, but where I... I had to do the Chucky laugh, nigga. I had to do the child play part two laugh. High-level professorial conversations, but to real impact on people's lives. And that's what we're seeing <laughs> is working on the ground. Oh, man, I bet she's floating out there with the beluga whales right now. Oh, I bet she's out there floating with the beluga whales. Oh, I'm telling you. She, she's floating out there with the beluga whales. She definitely is. Oh, they mad right now. You know, you could always just give some niggas some tangibles. You could always just give a nigga anti-black crime racism bill. There was an article right here. I got to read this for you. Here's a, yet another reason why the Democrats are losing. How Obama destroyed black wealth on J. Coben. Matt Bruenig and Ryan Cooper. Uh, I might as well read it. Okay, let, let's read it. Let's take a look and see what it says. The nation's first African-American president was a disaster, was a disaster for black wealth. The followed essay is adapted from foreclosed destruction of black wealth during the Obama presidency. Interesting. A report out today from our friends at the People's Policy Project. The Obama presidency was a disaster for middle-class wealth in the United States between 2007 and 2016. The average wealth of the bottom 99% dropped by $4,500. Over the same period, the average wealth of the top 1% rose by $4.9 million. This drop hit the housing wealth of African-Americans particularly hard. Outside of home equity, black wealth recovered its 2007 level by 2016. But the average black home equity was still $16,700 lower. Much of this decline, we will argue, can be laid out at the feet of President Obama. His housing policies led directly to millions of families losing their homes. What's more, Obama had the power, money, legislative uh, tools, and legal leverage to sharply ameliorate the, for the foreclosure crisis. He chose not to use it. After the 2008 collapse, the Wall Street banks that caused the crisis got particular sums, uh, spectacular sums in the form of the Trouble Asset Relief Package and discount loans from the Federal Reserve. According to one estimate, they received a staggering $29 trillion in cash and loans. Now, for homeowners, the largest source of potential relief was ironically the same bank bailout, which contained an unspecified appropriation to prevent unavoidable foreclosures. The Obama administration designed and implemented the foreclosure relief effort, calling it the Home Affordable Mortgage Program, and set aside $75 million, $75 billion for the effort. Black wealth destroyed. Let's go down to that. Even before the crash, decades of discriminatory policies had depressed African-Americans' housing wealth. New Deal federal housing subsidies the bedrock of the post-war middle class largely locked out African-Americans. And we'll use that term interchangeably for foundational blacks. That was the old word. I'm burying it, but we'll use that term. Racial housing covenants, especially up here in Minneapolis, 
forbade neighborhoods from selling or renting to black families. All right. Back by the threat of riot. So if you are a black family and we could talk about Cicero, Chicago, Cicero, Illinois, Martin Luther King went up there and remember he talked about how he, he never felt the raft of white supremacy when it comes to protesting like Cicero, Chicago. He said it was even worse than Alabama and Mississippi. All right. So that tells you something. So if you were a black family and you moved in this neighborhood, just like the movie, um, what was that Amazon prime series that came out? Them. It's a situation like that. Decent black family just trying to make a living, minding your own business, doing your thing. They don't want you there. They're trying to burn your house down doing all types of foul Neanderthal shit. Now black families could buy black families that could buy were often brutally exploited, exploited by contract sellers. So if you did buy what they're going to do is they're going to charge you a whole extra amount of money. The mortgage bubble fosters similar abuses originators looking for anyone to take subprime mortgages, handed them out to disproportionately black lower class people and steer black middle class families who would have qualified for ordinary mortgages into subprime loans as well. So when they hit you with this, well, you got to pull up your bootstraps and all of that. Listen, we were given worse deals right off the jump. You see what I'm saying? So you're dealing with a completely uneven playing field, no matter how you look at it. Now, Former Wells Fargo employees. Now I heard about this too. Former Wells Fargo employees later testified that the bank deliberately trickled, tricked middle-class black families who they called mud people into subprime ghetto loans. Overall, a center for responsible lending study found that from 2004, this is recent to 2008, 6.2% of white borrowers with a score of 660 and up got subprime mortgages while 19.3% of such Latino borrowers and 21.4% of black borrowers borrowers did. Now this, this was right around the time you got to think I graduated high school in 2001. So 2008, that was when I just really started kind of getting my career together. I was not even really getting my career together. I was just starting to enter the technical field. You understand? So from 2004 to 2008, not, not 1965, not 1955, not 1900. You see what I'm saying? This was within the last 30 years. This was within the last 30 years. And while this nigga was in office, he didn't do anything. See, when we start talking about reparations, we ain't just talking about old shit. This, this right here is proof. This is proof of what, what has been done. Everybody that participated in doing these things should be in prison right now. That's fraud. That's violation of the constitution. That's sedition against the United States. But niggas, niggas, you know, we wasn't, we wasn't written in the, in, in the constitution for that manner. They getting on Kyrie. Let's get back to Burley 
Buck Break, Buck Broken Barkley, Queen James, and Shenanigan Shannon Sharp, all them niggas. Now they know this shit that happened. You see what I'm saying? So when they getting on on Ye and they getting on Kyrie and this that and kind of you know that's that that's plantation that's that, that that's buck breaking right there. That's plantation talk. Now you know this kind of shit done done happen to us, and these folks want to send these white supremacists want to send Kyrie and everybody through these. They want to send him through all these little hoops. But nobody is being treated like foundational blacks. Nobody is being treated like black folks across the globe. Nobody has had this kind of shit happen to them. And they say Latino, you know, they got to throw them in there. But they say 20, it's, we're always a measuring index. 21.4%. The effects of the foreclosure disaster are starkly apparent in the survey of consumer finances data. To start, the home ownership national rate shows a marked decline over almost the whole Obama presidency, reaching the lowest rate since 1965 before slightly rebounding. Broken down by race, the overall story for home ownership is similar for all groups, but black homeowners started lower and stayed lower than white ones with no rebound at all from 2013 to 2016. I mean, man, so there's, I'm going to let y'all, it's called Jay Coleman, How Obama Destroyed Black Wealth. Look that up on on, on Google. Matter of fact, they showed a picture of some great foundationals here. Angela Walker and her daughter Nazarin listened to local officials speaking on home foreclosures at their home in Suitland, Maryland in 2010. Walker was being threatened with foreclosure and sought help from Reverend Jesse Jackson's Rainbow Bush Coalition. Now, black folks getting ready to lose their home and you have people saying this. So I'm not going to sit here and say I'm going to do something that's only going to benefit black people. Now! So I'm not going to sit here. Yeah. And how, and, and how are you going to respect uh, a boule black media that sounds like this? I know who I am. First of all, I'm Roland Martin. I'm a man. Okay. I'm a man. Do you first. identify as a black man? Do you identify as a black man? White man asked me, do I identify as a black man? I'm going to say yes. You call yourself foundational. You call yourself Hebrew. You call yourself Israel. Like whatever you want to call yourself. When a black, when a white man asks you, do you identify as a black man? And you say, no, that tells us everything we need to know about your ass. Nigga. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. Nigga. Don't you ever <laughs> sound like, start sounding like dude off a dead president. Don't you ever, but y'all, y'all check that article out. But see, that's a, that's yet another reason. Now listen to this. This is black brute complex. This is, and see, this is the, the real nigga wake up calls. Paul Mooney used to talk about, listen to this shit. Now this nigga, he's not going to say anything about it. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. No, no, no. That's some, that's some other shit. Listen, this is, hold on. Wait a minute. Damn it. Fucking battle toads or whatever. All right, is this it? Okay, look. Over here, sir. Uh, Jupiter, Florida. You're coming from Jupiter, Florida? Yes. Okay, do you know where you're going? Uh, no. 
you're just driving around or what? I, I like to drive. I'm sorry? I, I like to drive. You like to drive? Just go to Middleist. Okay. Walk the golf course and all that. Okay. Um, have you had anything to drink tonight? I'm not. Are you sure? Yes. 100%? 100%. Okay. Have you taken any illegal drugs? No. Okay. Have you taken any medication? Yes. What, what have you taken? Okay. Wait a minute, this, this is supposed to be an uh, ad. Hold on, let me see. Hold when, uh, on, wait a minute. Staying on one leg. Ah, that, no. Okay. Hold on. No, we got to find this. Hold on. Hold on, damn it. Hold on. Because, okay, let me see here. Okay, it's a dash cam. I'm okay. I'm trying to find a political ad for a DUI arrest. Now TMZ, they're a bunch of race soldiers, but it's used in a in a uh, pro death penalty political ad. Now they said he was. Now listen to this. They said Tiger Woods was mistakenly and horrifyingly. They put it in bold capital letters. Dragged into a political ad this week, called for cop killers and mass murders to be sentenced to death. Is this it? Massacre. The brothers were convicted of the Listen to this. Oh, here, here we go. They call it the Wichita Massacre. The brothers were convicted of the rape, torture, and murders of five. He intentionally murdered a sheriff in cold blood. Cheever was convicted of capital murder for shooting Greenwood County Sheriff. But if Chris Mann gets his way, there'll be no capital punishment for cop killers. No capital punishment for mass murderers. If Chris Mann becomes attorney general, it will be more dangerous for our families. We just can't let that happen. We just can't risk our safety. Now listen. What that was, they said, well, they accidentally, mistakenly put Tiger Woods in there. No, they, there was no accident. Race soldiers do not operate on accidents. They're, they're very, very prolific when it comes to putting black people in front of criminal-like uh, optics. All right? Tiger Woods got the real nigga wake-up call. As Paul Mooney. Rest in peace, a grandmaster teacher. Tiger Woods got the wake up call. He he thought he was going to be able to lay around with a white woman, lay around with several white women. And you know, race soldiers view a black man sleeping with a white woman as rape. All right. So they, the way they paraded Tiger Woods around, they acted like that nigga raped somebody. He didn't rape nobody. He gets fucked a bunch of white bitches. That's all he did. All right. But this DUI, when they, when this nigga probably was driving drunk somewhere, they put this nigga in a political ad that was talking about being pro death penalty. They, they did that. That was an accidental. That was the black brute complex. But see, and Tiger Woods should have spoke out about that shit. He should have said, hold on, hold on there. Freckles. <laughs> Hold on there, Freckles. He should have pulled a house party three. Hold on there, Freckles. I know who I am. First of all, I'm... I know who I am, nigga. He should have said, hold on. But see, he was raised with this mentality that, well, you know, I'm not black. I ain't blazing. Okay, nigga. All right. Let's see how that works out for you. But TMZ ain't slick. 
TMZ ain't slick. Shout out to Putin, man. What's, what's up with Putin? Union called on Russia to reverse its decision to pull out of a UN brokered grain deal on Sunday, a move that undermined efforts to ease a global food crisis and that Ukraine said Moscow had planned well in advance. Moscow suspended its participation in the Black Sea deal on Saturday, effectively cutting shipments from Ukraine, one of the world's top grain exporters. It was in response to what Russia called a major Ukrainian drone attack earlier in the day on its fleet near the port of Sevastopol in Russian-annexed Crimea. EU foreign policy chief Joseph Borrell urged Russia to reverse its decision on Twitter, adding that, quote, Russia's decision to suspend participation in the Black Sea deal puts at risk the main export route of much-needed grain and fertilisers. On Saturday, US President Joe Biden called the move purely outrageous. And increased starvation. There's no reason for them to do that. and But they're always looking for some rationale to be able to say the reason they're doing something outrageous is because the West made them do it. Russia's defense ministry said Ukraine attacked the fleet with 16 drones early on Saturday. Now that's important. That's important. I ain't even gonna lie, y'all. That's very important. And we're going to get into a couple other little things, a lot of articles. I'm, I'm kind of going by some of these old-ass articles that I done kept in my inbox, but we're going to get through it, family. We're going to get through it. You know, when it comes to growing your own, you know, I mean, the grain situation, that, that's, a very situa- that's a very serious situation. Um, Man, I mean, hell, that, that, that's, I'm telling you. We're going to have to figure it out. Here goes another article. We're going to get into some tech. Cybersecurity teams are are reaching their breaking point. Now, somebody posted this on LinkedIn, one of the brothers. Now, you could have hired some niggas. We could have figured it out. Stress and burnout are having a massive impact on cybersecurity teams, leaving people and businesses more vulnerable than ever. Cybersecurity professionals are reaching their breaking point as ransomware attacks increase and create new risks for people and businesses. A global study of 1,100 cybersecurity professionals from Mimecast found that one-third are considering leaving their role in the next two years due to stress and burnout. I hear them, man. A lot of people are leaving their roles and pursuing their own destiny. They really is. The report found that rising rates of cybercrime and mounting media attention around cyber attacks are placing intense pressure on cybersecurity teams with many fearing they will lose their job as a result of a cyber attack and others struggling to cope with the growing strain. Memecast says cybersecurity teams face a pressure cooker of ongoing attacks, disruption, and burnout that is making it even more difficult to attract and retain much-needed cybersecurity professionals to keep businesses secure. Well, I hire you some foundational blacks. They're saying it costs businesses about hundred grand apiece for ransomware attacks. And this is something that um one of the sisters posted posted on LinkedIn. Now, this is something that I should have thought about before when I was teaching my technical training class. This is something that I should have thought about, but I didn't. Um, because sometimes when you're getting emailed from recruiters and people that are looking to hire you, and if you start to suspect, because sometimes let me give y'all a little bit of game on some of the recruiters. You might have Habib call from India or whatever the case. And, you know, and then you might have Karen or, you know, Sarah, you know, 
you might have some of these local places and what they do is they do like cold calls. They just want to meet a quota. So they want to just, you know, there's a, uh, not like an algorithm, but basically it's like a search engine almost. It's kind of like an algorithm. And basically what it does is it pretty much data mines and combs. Okay. Oh, that keyword for a resume, that keyword for a resume, whatnot. Um, this person may look like they might have some of the skill sets based on their wordplay. It's getting very competitive out here. I will tell you that it's getting very competitive. And what they'll do is they will um, reach out to you just so they could get cold calls. They got to meet their quota because if they're getting paid hourly, they could be working for a recruiting firm, which says, you have to reach out to X amount of people. So some of these places will just reach out to you just to get your resume in and say, okay, I'm just doing my work. I'm doing my cold call. Okay. Um, whereas a place like Robert half, they might comb through your resume a little bit more. So they might discriminate a little bit more. They'll say, all right, we want a certain candidate to meet our certain client. We know our client, the account manager knows who they're reaching out to. All right. So the sister can pose something because a lot of recruiters will just reach out to you and then they won't, you know, they won't really engage. Like usually they used to be able to call you and sit on the phone and stuff like that. It's a different ball game. Now it's getting competitive. The money ain't circulating like it used to. Um, in, in regards to people getting ready to span out money. I remember two, maybe two, three years ago, they was just, it was just crazy. But, um, she said, for those of you that this is the templates, give y'all some game for those of you who have recruiters and hiring managers reaching out to you. It is possible that some of them are sincere while others are scammers. So there's a lot of scamming going on. Try using this template to better understand who they are and set your boundaries from the gate. So you say good morning or afternoon and then the recruiter or the hiring manager's name. Thank you for reaching out to me for this position. I'm honored that you saw my skill set and thought it was a great match for your role. I have a few clarifying questions before I decide to proceed with this position. So the first question is, and it's about five questions here. and They should be able to outline this very easily. Otherwise they bullshitting and wasting your time. Why is this position vacant? Do you mind sharing the salary band? How long has this position been open? Can you share what the hiring manager is looking for an ideal candidate? And what is the link to the position where I can officially apply? Because a lot of these recruiters will try to be the middleman. You want to get the, you want to be JT bigger figure and the master P you want to get the master P and the JT bigger figure deal. So if you cut the middleman out, Hey man, give me the website where I can apply myself. They don't want to give you that a lot of times. But see, that'll cut to the bull job. That'll cut straight to it. So that's just a little bit of game for y'all. Now, here's something else. The Rico Suave. And now this was on October 29th, so I'm a little late. I'm a little late. But the YSL Rico case sees its first conviction as teen gets four life sentences for a murder. So the, what they're trying to do, y'all, is they're really trying to bury black men in Atlanta that are doing very well, okay? That's what they're trying to do. 
YSL affiliate Jaden Myrie became the first person to be convicted following the sweeping RICO indictment that landed Young Thug and Gunner behind bars. So they found him guilty of robbery and murder in a connection to a July 2018 case. So it looked like they were walking away with cell phones, wallets, valuables. I mean, they're going to get the young guys. That's what they're going to do. They're going to get, and see, they, they, look, they gave him four life sentences. So if they gave him four life sentences for the murder, I'm wondering, did he snitch? I think maybe he stood tall. That DA Fannie Willis down there, man, she's really, I'm telling you, she wants, she wants, she wants, she wants, she wants she wants collard green spot, nigga. So I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm going to do something that's only going to benefit black people. They, she wants that spot. And see, the way that they're going to play this, this is my prediction. This is the way they're going to play this. Fanny, Fanny the Mammy, she's probably a foundational. She probably ain't no immigrant. She's probably from this soil. So the way they're going to try to appeal to black people with her is be like, okay, you foundational blacks say you want foundational black Americans to represent. We want y'all to represent f- f- to speak for you because only a foundational black Americans really going to be able to speak to reparations. You see what I'm saying? Because they from this soil, they are removed from outside of the, you know, they, they're removed from the, from the local diaspora. They from America. They don't know nothing outside of the United States. They is from the soil of the plantation. You see what I'm saying? So we want somebody to speak our language. But see, what they'll do is they'll throw a curveball in there. They'll throw a nigga in there like that, like Fanny, and she'll be like, well, shit, I'm a descendant of the slaves. You see what I'm saying? I can speak to them. She sounds like us. She looks like us. She talks like us. She could... Some, I know who I am. First of all, she could, uh, I won't mention where I was going, greens, but nigga. where I was going, I knew I was not going to be able to find the kind of greens there that I could get here. <laughs> yeah, she didn't have collard greens and cornbread, nigga. She didn't have a little, the little black, she didn't have a little black metal pot. You know, since so she had the curio, which you couldn't touch at your grandmama's house. She had all of that. But she's an agent. See, that's going to be their new ploy. She nigga, she wants that. So I'm not going to sit here and say I'm. Gonna- she wants that spot. She going she gonna get that spot, man. She gonna get that spot. Watch. She wants that spot. So she working hard to get that Rico. She gonna she 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 working hard to get that Rico Suave. She is working hard. All right. Now let me see what else, what else we got. Now see, look. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. Oh, oh, we got, we got some. What the fuck is this? Renewed. What purchase? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Six dollars. Fine. Legacy box. Y'all gotta check out Legacy box. You got some old photographs. Hold on. Wait a minute. Damn it. 
You're giving him too much promotion. Hold on. No, 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 no. We ain't going to do that. We're not going to do that. Okay, let, let, let's check the profile. Up, oh, New York Times. Stacey Abrams concedes to Bryant. Brian Kemp and the, yep. M1 Abrams tank. Yeah, we knew she was going to lose. It's time for her to eat some lasagna. Yeah. It's a wrap. It is a wrap, nigga. No, 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 no. It's a wrap. I I can't wait tomorrow morning to see to see all the boule bootlick ass niggas. Man, you know well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, wait a minute. Okay, now listen to this. Listen, listen to this. Shout out to Cam Capone New. Fair use, fair use. Look. Bro. Yeah, that shit really stuck. Man, have you ever had any situations with you off somewhere and get away with it, but that could be really bad. Now, this dude, this is okay, this is a white guy. He from Hoover's. He from South Central. He from Hoover's. His name is Milk74. Now, he was talking about something now. I've been talking about this for the last few years. He talks about how LAPD race soldiers, they'll catch somebody, they'll catch, they'll catch a member, and they'll drop them off in a rival neighborhood. The LAPD executioner squad, they've killed people. They got their own gang, all, all of that. All of that. He's exposing it. Somebody. I mean, they absolutely. was treating people horrible in the in the in the county jail, bro. They was really in there beating people asses. The sheriff, flashlights, beating people heads in. You know how many people died in there? I mean, you know how long that shit been going on? Them three thousand boys. They got tattoos. They got they real game banging, bro. They really be jumping out shooting people too. See, what's their purpose? Is it like just to they just go want after to gangs or? They like the army. I mean, people just like groups of stuff. I, I don't know. I mean, I couldn't really. I mean, I think it's just the power. Like they, they, they know that they can. Um, they can whoop your ass, get away with it, lie. Then the top of the the people at the top is is right along with them. So it's like, how they gonna get in trouble? You heard of the stories where people about to whistle blow them, like people they asked to join the gang, didn't want to join the gang. See. Do y'all remember when I talked about that? The little whistleblowers, the executioner squads. You see what I'm saying? Like, they be doing that shit. And they end up trying to kill them and all types of shit. So it's real, yeah. It's like the movies that you see, the little TV shows and shit, where the crooked police and shit, and they whacking people and killing them. That's the 3,000 boys. <laughs> Man, shit real, brother. Even the, even the regular LAPD is dirty. Like, regular police. Like, I mean... When my homie, like, when, when I got shot with my homie, I really believe that they set the shit up. Like, to be honest, the LAPD. Because they wanted us from over there. They wanted, they wanted us, they couldn't, 
they couldn't, the store would never really grow, I guess, if we still out there every day. So I believe they had something to do with it, bro. Cause they came by four times, like making us lift our shirts up, searching us. And then like the fourth time they come by, like within five minutes, somebody just come pull up and walk up. And it was crazy, bro. So yeah, they dirty, bro. The police dirty, real dirty. Oh, okay, you got shot. No, my homie got shot. Yeah, he died. Man, listen, he, he's not lying about this shit, bro. He's not lying about this. And, and, and by the way, you have, you have, shout out to Cornbread. So I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm going to do something that's, I know who I, shout, shout out to Collie. Uh, I won't mention where shout I was out to going, the greens, nigga. where I was going. I knew I shout was out not to the going greens. to be able to find the kind of greens there that I could get here. And so, yes, that was me in my suit and heels, walking through Charleston International Airport, carrying two big plastic bags full of fresh South Carolina collard greens. Oh, the cringe. Oh, the cringe, man. It, it, it is so cringeworthy. We're reduced to sex collard greens, catfish nuggets, abortion. I mean, man, it's just... Jeez. Oh, we well, let me bring this back. Here's a here here's another person. Look, li okay. listen to this. This is this is this is uh Big Titty Al Franken. Okay with that racism. And we've rightfully so drawn a line today. We've drawn a line now. But what did take so long? I I don't know. I mean, he's black. And so you can be racist if you're black. We're, we're down with that. Uh, and you can't be anti-Semitic if you're Jewish either. I mean, about our country. Yeah, I also want to like clarify a few things. Like, you know, it's you can. Now, do you remember? The, yeah, this shout out to Al Franken. Shout out to Al. Shout out to Al Franken. Grab, trying to grab tits on an airplane, nigga. Y'all remember that, huh? <laughs> You remember that, don't? Huh? Not be racist as a black person. You be prejudiced as a black person. You be prejudiced against many systems. You be prejudiced against um, the systems of oppressions that are against you. But like racism is a system that exists for a certain person, which is a white person who already has the power to condemn, to oppress, to literally affect your livelihood. So it's like, you, I understand where we're going with this, but it's like a black person can't be racist, right? Like a black person does not have that type of power to will that type of thing. Now, now you see the LGBT nigga that got on here. He wasn't up there cooning. The lettuce, bacon, and tomato 5,000 nigga wasn't up here cooning. He, he was up here just breaking it down like Dr. Claude. He was like, hold on. No, no, no. Niggas ain't got the power. Niggas ain't got the power to be doing that. See, if niggas got the power, Kyrie wouldn't be paying $500,000, man. So I'm not going to sit here and say I'm going to. He wouldn't have to be paying $500,000, right? Right? Now, what if what those things should have been called out when he said that? Man, that's another reason why the do nothing demonic Democrats are losing. That's another reason. That is a yet another reason. Now, when they say people been talking about, well, 
Minorities, minorities, you ain't supposed to have no minorities. Minorities, minorities, minorities. I'm sorry, affirmative action. Affirmative action. Affirmative action is foundational blacks. You do not wipe away the scars of centuries by saying now, you are free to go where you want and do as you desire and choose the leaders you please. You do not take a person who for years has been hobbled by chains and liberating, bringing up to the starting line of a race and then say, you are free to compete with all the others and still justly believe that you have been completely fair. Thus, it is not enough just to open the gates of opportunity. All our citizens must have the ability to walk through those gates. And this is the next and the more profound stage of the battle for civil rights. We seek not just freedom, but opportunity. We seek not just legal equity, but human ability. Not just equality as a right and a theory, but equality as a fact and equality as a result. There you go. Or the task is to give 20 million Negroes same chance as every other American to learn and grow, to work and share in society, to develop their abilities, physical, mental, and spiritual, and to pursue their individual happiness. Now, Lyndon B. Johnson probably was like, hey, you niggas going to be voting Democrat 150 years. He was right. But as you can see, Affirmative action was designed specifically for foundational blacks. It wasn't for women's. It wasn't for lettuce, bacon, and tomato 5,000. It wasn't for humpbacks. It wasn't for gays. Same thing like Dr. Claus said. It was not for nobody but the descendants of the slaves. That's all it was for. It wasn't from all you folks collecting unearned benefits. It wasn't for you, you freeloaders. It wasn't for you. It was strictly for foundational blacks, and everybody just decided to leapfrog their way into it. You know what I'm saying? You want to leapfrog your way into it. Bill Burr said it best. Ladies and oh, no. dream come true. They go <laughs> And the nerve. Where's the camera? I've never heard so much complaining not getting opportunities, the at-bats that they deserve, finally making that happen. And it was about that for about eight seconds. And then somehow, white women swung their Gucci-booted feet over the fence of oppression and stuck themselves at the front of the line. I don't know how they did it. I've never heard so much complaining in my life from white women. My name is so hard. With my SUV and my heated seats, you have no idea. 
should white guys, the nerve, where's the camera? The nerve of you white women. Let me, I, listen, I don't want to speak ill of my bitches here, okay? I don't, but let's, let's go back in history here, okay? You guys stood by us toxic white males through centuries of our crimes against humanity. You rolled around in the blood muddy, and occasionally, when you wanted to sneak off and hook up with the black dude, if you got caught, you said it wasn't consensual. Yeah, that's what you did. That's what you did. So why don't you shut up, sit down next to me, and take your talking to. <laughs> Thank you. I'm telling you, affirmative action was for the descendants. It wasn't for anybody else. Everyone else is freeloaders. All right? Everyone else is freeloaders. They just, they just is. I'm sorry. Shout out to Somerville, nigga. Hold on. Oh, wait a minute, damn it. I've been waiting on this game for three, four years. Has it been three, four years? You ain't any play dead fans? Dino, Patty, and all them? I've been waiting on this game for a damn long time, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I ain't played my Xbox in about eight, eight, eight damn months since Little Nightmares. I got to play this trader. Listen to this shit. It's pretty hot. What I like about the platform games, it brings me back to the old Super Mario games. I don't have to sit back and worry about so many damn buttons. This gets a few buttons. It's about maybe what, what, six buttons? Super Nintendo, Donkey Kong Country. November 15th is finally fucking happening, man. Next week. Somerville, nigga. Somerville. Oh, yeah. And it's crazy. 15, 11, 20, 22. It's, I don't know. That's some European shit. <laughs> they, don't, they don't put 11, 15, 20, 22. Europeans, the motherfuckers put <laughs> 15, 11, 20, 22. I don't know. I don't know what the hell. It must be some. I'm not really sure. I, I don't know what's going on. Sh sh shout out to, shout out to Somerville. Hold, hold on. I'm going to play it again. No, no, no. Get all my audio off of Twitter. Politics, Tech, and Tangibles, Bagland Podcast. you never seen nothing like it. Now, don't nobody want to be no damn police. Don't nobody want to be no police in Minneapolis. We don't, the one-on-one -on -one with the MPD police chief. Hold on, hold on, wait a minute. Uh, hold on. Let's get the audio together. O'Hara has spent the past couple of weeks meeting with community members oh. and riding with police officers to see what is needed to make you more safe. For the first time since becoming the mayor's choice for chief, he sat down with Reg Chapman to talk about his priorities. Ryan O'Hara is busy learning the intricacies of a city at the forefront of a movement to reshape policing. He knows it will take a joint effort between law enforcement and community to create change. People in the community are definitely similar, similarly to the police officers, they're looking for change, right? People in the city have been through a lot. There's been a lot of trauma that's been experienced here, both in the community and in the police department. And I see that it's these kind of forces are coming together, and I think there's going to be, uh, I think the pendulum is going to kind of shift back 
uh, towards uh, rebuilding. Uh, if selected as the next police chief in Minneapolis, O'Hara knows rebuilding is key, rebuilding the ranks of a depleted police department. Now, it's crazy that they say if selected. They got this man on the news. I ain't never seen no nigga on the news, man, that was nominated for some shit but not selected. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Usually when you get the job, man, I mean, you got the job, but I don't know what's going on and rebuilding trust for police and community. I think a lot of the challenges that we're going to be facing, uh, particularly around how to deal with gun violence, with reduced staffing, and also how to enhance uh, legitimacy and build legitimacy in the community, deal with police reform, those are things that I'm familiar with. So I will work uh, with all the partners, all the stakeholders who are willing to be a part of this to try and drive that change. O'Hara's number one priority is gun violence, absolutely. He knows it will be a collaborative effort to stop the bloodshed. He also knows he needs more officers on the street to play a role. He is on board when it comes to Mayor Jacob Fry's financial incentive to recruit and retain officers. Oh, afraid Fry. Oh, there has wait to be minute. more than just money okay, okay. to get stop, home stop, 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 stop. Fucking Fraid Fry. Fraid fucking French Fry. Wendy French Fry. 99 cent Fry. No, 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 no. No. I told y'all what to do, man. Get you some down home niggas. Get you some down home niggas. You know, in Atlanta, they got a lot of black, they got a police force. But speaking of which, hold on. I would have never suspended her, nigga. Oh, I wouldn't have suspended her. New Orleans Police Department is suspended high-ranking high-ranking officer who was exposed for clocking herself in at work while moonlighting as a paid private security guard. This sister right here, Sabrina Richardson, man, I wouldn't have suspended her. Fine, motherfucker. Fine as goddamn her. Man, listen, it's hard being the police down in New Orleans, right? Man, y'all shouldn't have suspended that system, man. Y'all, y'all shouldn't have suspended. She, I don't know. She look like she from. Uh, let me see where's she from. Hold on, hold on. Let me let me see. She foundational, Richardson. Yeah, I think she's a foundational. Hold on. She kind of look a little East African. Fine, motherfucker. I wouldn't have suspended her ass. Yeah, man, that's some bullshit. It's, man, as hard as she fucking works, I wouldn't. She shouldn't. She shouldn't have got suspended. She were that sister works hard. Huh? Ain't nobody trying to be no damn police, nigga. Hold on, here she go. Yeah, yeah, she's foundation. Hold on, she's foundation. Headphones oh, today. Oh man, no, no, no. We gonna Doesn't mute this. Sound one. good. Every day. What the hell? Damn it. Fast. Okay, now stay with me. This little goofy ass Amazon Prime. Here we go. NOPD officer resigns from her other position with the state police commission. The board oversees punishment for state troopers. WDSU investigative reporter Aubrey Killian is live in the newsroom with the new details. Now, Aubrey, it's to my understanding that you got a copy of a resignation letter, correct? Hey, that's right. So this is a copy of the letter right here. I just got it. Governor Edwards says Sabrina Richardson has resigned effective immediately. But take a look <laughs> she, she quit. in she this said, letter. She says she is resigning, quote, to focus on several pressing personal issues in addition to clearing my professional name and reputation regarding the unfair treatment, end quote. The governor's office says they got that letter yesterday afternoon last month. You might remember we did report that Richardson, a well-known NOPD officer, was suspended for 120 days. She was demoted from a captain to a lieutenant. Officials say it was for unsatisfactory performance. I'm told earlier this year, that NOPD launched an investigation into her paid off-duty details. I have reached out to NOPD. 
I am waiting for a comment. Stay with me. Man, I'm going. No, 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 no. See, I'm not. I'm not. I ain't gonna let y'all throw this sister under the bus. Nope. Show ain't. I'm not letting you throw this sister under the bus. No. She probably. They say she was a top cop. They said she was doing her damn job. She let I me. Mean, she, she had to work to Xfinity Mobile and got unlimited for just thirty dollars a month. Ariana now Grande. they get the best price for two months. Awesome. Hold on, hold on, wait a minute, damn it. Lord. Okay, close this shit. No, no, no. See, this sister could have did any damn thing. Fuck that, y'all ain't about to. Oh, and she go hard. She... My so slime, hey. Hey. We don't need me time, we do nothing, it's the diss Bitch, I came from nothing, ain't nobody gave me shit hey. I know who I Step am, up and Jerry, I'm... I think I'm finna go dumb If they some steppers, then that mean that I'm a stumper hey. First I was humble, then humble turned into hunger Fire in the booth, I'm finna turn it to a song I should go to jail for the boss Send in the hell, don't you call on the Lord I'm getting out, bitch, go and get the job I'm in the water with the rock and the rod I been turned, I ain't talking like a knob I want the cream and the corn on the cob He dropped a car, then hard and rock And so fatty, pass me if you love me, nigga, cash it Looking for a paddock, I ain't looking for no daddy These bitches aggy, pussy saggy, say they taxing Fucking on the floor, ain't got a screw under the mattress Yeah, top tier, bitch, mm, yeah, I'm here, bitch, mm Shed a tear, bitch, mm, he ain't here, bitch, mm Get a rich, bitch, I take the big like I'm fearless, mm I'm a sad bitch, forever fly like a Learjet, yeah she man, she goes, she getting in. Oh, she getting in. Let me see. No, we going juicy fruit. Let me see what other bars she got. Let's see. All right. Did she put the, 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 the Rick James in there? Let's see. But I know you know I'm solid, but this pussy is wilder. One of the Memphis 10 findings, I'm a dime plus a quarter. If a hoe pay in them comments, I'm a boss up a dollar. I knew she, I knew she threw the Rick James in there. I knew the, I knew she was going to throw, throw the Rick James in there. Let me see. I knew she, I, I knew she was from Memphis. I could tell. All right, what else she got? Let me see what else she got. But the different routes, take the shit with Sean, gotta make it count. When you live and die by the paper route, you'll spend it down, just make it out. Well, it's the same one. Huh? see the hunger man I see the hunger hold on what else we got hold on what else we got yeah juicy fruit she, she got some bars she got some bars man I'm going through all my old emails oh yeah man we're gonna bring the king in Randall Robinson and some really really uh, great lawyers I'm gonna we're gonna try to fashion a strategy 
to sue for slavery reparations in this country, bring a lawsuit. It's not the most popular thing everywhere, but that's not the test. The test is slavery was wrong. The government sanctioned and benefited from it. You can't have, you know, two or 300 years of free labor built to help build the country. When you go to Washington, you look at those mines like the Washington Monument, built by slaves. Nobody ever got any compensation for that. You gotta look at it realistically, I think. So I think these are new challenges we have to face. Johnny will never retire. It's a journey to justice. And now along with Charles Ogletree. Man, Johnny Cochran was a rider. Hold on, I don't, I don't wanna do this fan. No, 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 no. Johnny Cochran was a rider, man. He was trying to get his reparations. He, he was trying to get us reparations. Johnny Cochran was trying to get foundational blacks reparation as he should. Long live Johnny. Hold on. Well, now this was in South Africa. Listen to this. Us. But, but can't you understand that we have our... Hold on. This is a sister in, in, in South Africa getting on somebody's ass. Us. But, but can't you understand that we have our own history, so our we. own culture, our own language, our own religion? From your perspective, Mr. Fisak. No, no, no. And it's, it's a very, a, and it's a very narrow perspective. That is, That's the most unfortunate part of this. It's not a perspective. It's a, it's a real fact. Do you care about the starving millions of African people in this country? I Do you care about the farm workers who are being oppressed in this country? Do you care no, no, about no, the don't, fact? Don't interrupt me. I'll finish. Thank you. Bye. The white supremacist, he jumped. Look, the sister was getting on his ass. The sister was getting on his ass. He didn't know what to do. This is reminding me of the bell curve argument with Dr. Francis Chris Welsing and Dr. Shockley getting on his ass. He jumps up and he throws the microphone off. You've lost the argument, sir. You've our own lost language, it. our only religion. From your perspective, Mr. Fisak. No, no, no. And it's, it's a very, and it's a very narrow perspective. That's, is, That's not the most the unfortunate part of this. It's not. She was real calm. Have y'all? Did y'all notice that the sister was real, real calm? The race soldier, he jumps up out of his body because he wasn't really used to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you ain't dealing with no Popeye's chicken Negro spiritual nigga. You're dealing with a different type of sister here. She's like, man, wait, hey, you know, you talking all this bullshit. What's about, what about the brothers and the sisters? I'm telling you, man, that apartheid. Perspective, it's a, it's a real fact. Do you care about the starving millions of African people in this country? I Do you care most... about the farm workers who are being oppressed in this country? I... Do you care no, no, about no, no, the don't, fact... don't interrupt me. I'll finish. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for the shit. Bye. This nigga threw the whole microphone. Okay. And you won't dare, Mr. Vasaki. You won't you dare interrupting me. Then he comes back. That's when the brother kind of stood up like, man, you know, and he, and he tried to get in, get in her face. At that point, an ass whooping should have been assumed. Thank you, brother. Bye. Okay. And you won't dare. Mr. Vasaki, you weren't there interrupting me once more. Thank you, Mr. Man. Thank you very much. Touch me, and you'll be in trouble. 
Touch me on my studio. You touched me. Touch me on my you studio. Touch me on my studio. You touched me. And take away his arm. Touch me on my studio. Take away his arm from me. Touch me on my studio. The brother, the brother got buck. He put his finger in his face. The white supremacist got scared. Hold on, let's 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 roll this shit back. This shit was on cold as fuck. Take away the shit. Bye. Okay. And you won't dare. See, this is this is the problem with 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 South African apartheid. These white supremacists here, these race soldiers felt so damn entitled. The Africans should have been kicked their ass out, been kicked them niggas about it there. They they are so fucking entitled, man. They, 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 they're kind of they're, they're colonized. They're colonized, uh, I say the damn word. Their colonization, um, of South Africa. This is pure entitlement. The conversation was over, man. I mean, I mean, for real, the conversation was completely over. Pretty much. He got up, he left. You lost the debate. You're having a conversation. You got up and you walked away. And then you try to lean over this sister or whatever. She kept her composure. She was real cool about it. And then the brother put his finger in his face. Like, don't, don't you nigga. I wish you would. Hold on. That was on code. You can't. No, 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 don't, don't, don't interrupt me. I'll finish. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Where is it? Bye. Okay. And you won't dare. Mr. Vasaki, you thank weren't you there much. interrupting me. Thank Once more, take away this man. Thank you very much. Touch me, and you'll be in trouble. Touch me on my studio. You touched me. Touch me on my you studio. Touch me on my studio. You touched me. And take away his arm. Touch me on my studio. Take away his arm from me. Touch me on my studio. Touch me on my studio. I touch you on your studio. Touch me on my studio. I touch you on your studio. You don't do that. Don't touch him. Wait, wait. Let's go. I am not finished with you. Mr. Vasaki, stop threatening. He's still talking shit. He's still threatening the sister at that point. And see, every black person in that room should have whooped his ass at that point. Listening, this woman, Mr. Vasaki. I'm telling you, stop it now. Would you stop it now, Mr. Vasaki? I won't stop it. You try to stop me. Mr. Vasaki, why are you threatening this poor woman? What has she done to you? She's she, expressing her views. She's talking yeah. about the capitalist, capitalist whites. Why do you think that you see what that was all about? He said the capitalist, you attacking the capitalist is white. See these, these, these white supremacist South Africans ain't shit. Y'all ain't even supposed to fucking be there. Y'all ain't even really supposed to be there. You white folks out in South Africa, you need to get packed up and get the fuck out. I'm just going to say that people can say whatever they want. YouTube can ban it, whatever. Y'all ain't supposed to be in South Africa. Take your ass back to Europe. You're like, no, 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 no. Hold on. We got something to colonize here. Hold on, you niggas, we trying to colonize here. See? Some business. Big business in South Africa. That's why I'm here. See, that's how the white supremacists are looking at it. I mean, he wouldn't stop. Hold on. Let me play it back a little bit. He just wouldn't stop. He he was really like, if nobody was there to stop him, he might have well try to attack this system. Would you stop it now, Mr. Vasaki? I won't stop it. You tried to stop me. He said, you tried to stop me. He said, you tried to stop me. Then he got real buff and pompous. He got pompous as hell. Why are you threatening this poor woman? What has she done to you? 
She's she, expressing her views. She's talking sure. about the capitalist, capitalist whites. Why do you think then she is poor? Um, sorry, call security for me, please, immediately. There you go. His sister was getting in his ass. He got mad about that shit. She said, what do you care about the, Af you know, about the Africans here? He's a, he's a colonizer. Straight colonizer. Hold on. Let's check on the politics real quick before we close. All right. Oh, the hood rats. The hood rats are starting right now. Oh, there ain't no hood rat. That's a trans man. <laughs> I know who I am. First of all, I'm Roland Martin. George, y'all really failed Stacey of Tank Abrams. Let me remind you. There's no reason why she should have been running behind Warnock. I blame Killer Mike and those ashy-ass black men that listened to him. Oh, shit. Oh, I tell you. Hold on. Okay, how do you get out of that? Hold on. Wait a minute. Let's see if I can find a tank picture. Ha ha ha! Oh shit! Yeah, it's a wrap. It's a rap, Tank Abrams. Nah, it's a rap. I knew she wasn't going to win. Yeah, you can't disrespect, disrespect the descendants of the slaves, man. You can't do it. You can't do it, brother. And it, it's not going to work for you. Uh oh, 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 here, here we go. Hold on. Let's put that in my OneDrive folder. Okay. Yeah, you, you you can't do that, man. You can't disrespect the descendants. Okay, let's see what else we got. What else were we going to cover? Hold on. There was a couple articles. I might I might have to do this another time. Running on about an hour and a half and stuff like that. I'll, I've been holding off on some of these articles for forever. But it, but it's all good. It, 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 it's okay. It's okay. But yeah, that that's that's what happens. That's what happens when. You want to disrespect black men, disrespect black people in general. When you when you do stuff like that, um, then you're you're, you're you know the Democrats going. They, they, I'm telling you, I, I'm I'm okay. Hold on, I got to get back up to my black business. I ordered this mambo sauce that I heard about, so I, I want to play putting this. in a bottle and selling it. I got married. 
I had no intention on putting in a bottle and selling it. I got married and we moved out to the suburbs. It was just something that I could no longer get access to anymore. So I thought that, wow, what if there are other people in the United States who have now since moved away from the Washington, D.C. area who love this homegrown sauce and can no longer get access to it? Capital City Mumbo Sauce, by far the best one packaged. It does not pass the color test, but the taste <laughs> test is amazing. I take it out to California and they love it. And we're trying to position ourselves to be the bridge that we can all agree on <laughs> that kind of unites both sides, yeah. the people who were here, the people who are coming, that this is something that we can all rally around as our thing. Like, I wanted to be a worldwide thing. That way, no matter where I go, I can always get Momo sauce. I want to know how long is it going to take for Momo sauce to be in stores, because I will buy six. I had no intention. Mom, hey, listen, that Mambo sauce, that, that, that shit is off the hook. I'm going to keep it real. I love seeing, you know, the that, that spirit of Tulsa, that spirit of Nicodemus, Kansas, that spirit of um, even the Rondo neighborhood in St. Paul. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I mean, all, 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 the, all the black enclaves, even Lake Lanier, the spirit of Lake Lanier, that was a black... That was a black town. You see what I'm saying? Like all of these independent, the, the nook, you know what I'm saying? The nook and cranny distribution, man. Shout out to Rich the Factor, man, out of Kansas City. Shout out to the Bay Area. The nook, the nook and cranny distribution, okay? Black independent businesses running through the nook and cranny distribution. That, that mambo sauce. Hold on. Let me go on Amazon, you know. No Amazon gets flack, of course, for sure, for sure. But let me let me go on Amazon because it's some black on. That's where I ordered it off of. The Mambo sauce, Mambo sauce, the Mambo sauce, black owned business, Capital City, Mambo sauce, a double pack, sixteen dollars, bestseller. Man, this shit, this damn sauce is so fucking good, dude. Oh man, hold on. Let me write a customer review. The flavor. Value for the money, giftable. Hold on, I'm writing review right now. And it ain't real, real, it ain't, it ain't like real, real salty either. Yep, reviewed. Just reviewed it. Submitted a review. The Mambo sauce. I love supporting black businesses like that. That Mambo sauce is off the hook. Make sure you get the Capital City Mambo sauce on Amazon. I wonder if they got a website. Let me see. Capital City Mambo sauce. Hold on. Let's see. Capital One Shop. No, no, hell, no, 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 no. Yeah, Capital One Shopping. Yeah, Capital One. Amazon, let me see. Target. They're on Target. They're on Wal they're on Walmart. And they said they even in KFC. 
Oh my god, yeah, that that mambo sauce is off the hook. I ain't gonna lie. Well, y'all seen that uh M1 Tank Abrams lost. I'm not really sure. Let, let's check on Herschel real quick before we get out of here. Let's check on Plantation Herschel. Cause if 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 if, if picking any plantation politic, uh poke chop pastor Darkwing, Darkwing, Duck the Question, Deacon Warnock. If he can't beat Plantation Walker, I mean that's a sad thing. I'm kind of rooting, kind of lightweight rooting for Marshall for uh for 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 uh for for uh Plantation for Plantation Herschel. Cause see, hold on, this nigga got a book, man, a way out of no way, nigga. Oh, I tell you, Warnock, these niggas ain't shit. Looks like he okay. It looks like he's forty nine point five percent. Raphael, Darkwing, Duck the Question, Deacon, Warnock. It looks like he's beating Herschel right now, but Herschel's forty. See, you're supposed to have Herschel with ten percent. Man, you're supposed to have Herschel at ten percent, dude. You ain't supposed to be losing. To, you ain't supposed to be losing. It ain't even supposed to be a fight against Herschel. When you get a nigga like that that says, Will, it's about 8.30, but I think it's still 8 o'clock. Is 8.30, 8 o'clock? Well, let me check on my clock. When you start working against niggas like that, man, it, it, it gets sad. You should be able to beat Herschel Walker with your hands. You should be able to Harry Houdini Herschel Walker. <laughs> you should be able to. <laughs> I know who I am. First of all, you should be able to Harry Houdini Herschel Walker with no problem at all. You should be able to. Put your hands behind your back, you know what I'm saying? Like you getting arrested by a nigga. And jump in a motherfucking 10 feet into a 50 foot, a 50 foot high current great white shark lake or ocean and still beat that nigga. You should be able to do all of that. And the fact that you have to fight to beat this nigga, that it's like the Teflon Don. It's like the Teflon Don Joe Biden thing. Like, nigga, you can't beat Donald, a non-politician? Like, nigga, get your ass out of here. Let me see if I can find some of this, man. Oh, this ain't the one. Hold on. I'm trying to find some of this footage. I'm trying to find some of this footage. Well, we won't worry about it. We'll get to see the aftermath tomorrow. I can't wait to hear the black media's analysis on this. This is going to be wonderful. See them niggas scrambling. A lot of niggas going to be losing their jobs. Blaming black men. Hey, you can blame me. It's all good. You can blame me. You can blame me. Nah, 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 nah. See, I'm not, I'm, I'm not voting for. I know who I am. So I'm not going to say I'm not voting I for, won't mention where I was going, but where I'm not I was voting for going, I knew greens. I was not going to be able to find the kind of greens there that I could get here. Yeah, I'm not voting for collard greens. So that's all good. Blame black men. You can blame me. Just fine for me. You can blame black men. I ain't got no problem with it at all. All right, y'all, y'all, y'all appreciate it, man. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate everybody coming out, listening to the Bagland podcast, politics, tech, and tangibles. And remember, I know who I am. So First of all, I'm Roland Martin. I'm a man. 
Okay. I'm a man. Do you first. identify as a black man? Always identify as a black man when the question by a race soldier over and out. 